Today I'm going to bring a message from 1 John chapter 2, being one of the texts, and then we will turn to the second text, which is in Ephesians chapter 4. I'm entitling the message, In Search of Reality. In Search of Reality. Here is the problem. The text will be somewhat lengthy, but they will be on the screen if you do not have the text in front of you. But we're living in a day when people are being deceived in every area of life. Educationally, medically, commercially, and yes, even in our churches. People are being deceived and they're buying something and that's going to destroy their life. And they are not able to understand why is it that everybody seems to have it, but I don't have it, so I want what they have. But instead of going after God, they go after what's in, what is the fad, what's the culture, what's this, what is the thinking of the nation or the family or the individual, what is it? And I want to try to show you this morning how you can know the difference how you can know reality from falsehood, how you can know the good from the bad, the right from the wrong, the eternal from the temporary. How do you do that? How do you find what is real? Jesus referred to as the great I am. Do you know, not the I was or am going to be, I am. Well, let's listen to the Scripture. From 1 John chapter 2, reading from the 19th verse, if you will read the entire book, you will see that in this time and other times, and now is another one of those times, people are now, and we're living in a generation where people are leaving the truth and going after other gods. Now, this is not the first time it's happened. I want you to understand that because you can go back to the Bible and see it's happened several times and without question, every time it's happened, there's been absolute catastrophe in the land. So listen carefully. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. I've not written unto you because you know not the truth, because you know it. And that there's no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? Are you ready? Who is a liar? He that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. There's your answer. He is the Antichrist that denieth the Father and denieth the Son. Now, whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. You don't have God if you don't know Jesus. But he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, 
which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. Now, hold on to that. I am talking right now in this auditorium and via technology to thousands of people that are being seduced. You are being deceived. You're being made out to be a fool when all truth is available to you. And some of you have heard it many times, but you still choose to go in an opposite direction direction. I want you to turn over to Ephesians chapter 4, 14th verse. That we, that's Christians, henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fit jointly together and compacted that which every joint supplieth according to the effective working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness, but you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is, are you ready? In Jesus. The truth is in? Jesus. One more time. The truth is in? Jesus. That you put off concerning the former conversations, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Isn't that a beautiful passage of scripture? How do people go around and say, I just don't understand the Bible? Children can understand that. You don't have to be an educated person to understand what love is. You don't have to be on death row to understand what forgiveness is. What you have to do is be honest with yourself. And quit trying to be like others and follow their gods, but follow the true and living God. Hold on just a minute before... We leave the scripture totally for the things that, that I want to, to share with you. I want to give you some small phrases 
from the scripture. Because you see, here's what I know. Little children are easily deceived. If you have one, you know. You can tease them, you can have fun with them, and you can play the games and so forth. And you know what? Baby Christians are easily deceived. We pray for our new brother that he'll walk in the power of God's might. He's a man's man. But a man needs God. And the strength comes from God. But see, the Scripture, and listen, I'm, I'm setting you up. I'm going to give you a bunch of one-liners quicker than you can write. But every one of us is being set up by the devil every day to be deceived. Every day. I don't care if you're a seminary graduate or you got saved last week. You're getting set up to be deceived. Now listen what the Bible says. 1 John 3, 7, little children, let no man deceive you. Jeremiah 29, 8, let not your prophets, don't let the preachers deceive you. Ephesians 5, 6, let no man deceive you with vain words. 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, let no man deceive you by any means. Matthew 24, 4, take heed that no man deceive you. Matthew 24, 11, and many false prophets will rise and shall deceive many. Matthew 24, 24. For there shall arise false Christ, false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they would even deceive the elect. Luke 21, 8, take heed that you be not deceived. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, be not deceived. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, be not deceived. Galatians 6, 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. 1 John chapter 2, verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they would have been of us, they would have continued with us. Right. Now, I'll stop there. You understand? Over and over and over and over and over again, God's Word says, kids, my kids, don't be deceived. Don't play the fool. Don't act like the majority. The majority is wrong. Always have been, always will be. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. Few there are that find it. Don't be deceived. Don't take the detour. Don't take the better route. And I'm preaching to myself. I came in from Dallas this week. It took eight hours for me to drive in from Dallas because I know Houston. I knew all the shortcuts. <laughs> and eight hours later, I said, I should have stayed on Interstate 45. There's not a shorter route. And I've got three and a half hours to prove it of wasted time. But I had some good things in, to listen to on the radio. Okay, so don't feel sorry for me. John, when he wrote the scripture, tells the true children of God, calm down, don't get alarmed. Because my children, you have information I have information that the world doesn't have. Now, I didn't get that by getting smart. I got it because I started studying the Word of God when I was five years old. And it's never failed me. I've failed it, but it's never failed me. I cannot give you one example in my life when God said it and I did this. Not one, and it worked. I did it, but it didn't work. 
But I could give you thousands of illustrations of where God said it, that settled it. And I believed it. And I have reaped the rewards. You know what Christianity is? It's Christ-likeness. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. What do we like to sing? All I ask is to what? To be like him. That's what he wants. That's all he asks. He says, I'm going to tell you how to live, and I'm going to show you how to live, and then I'm going to give you the power to live. But since we have the truth, hear me, since we have the truth, we ought to be able to recognize error. See, that's, what's, that's what is so ridiculous. We know the truth, and the truth sets us free. Why do we want to go back in bondage again? Have you ever heard anybody say, I'm going to tell you what the sweet old devil's done for me in my life? I've not met the first one. But I've met a lot of people, and me being included, that have begun to drift. And it was not a good thing. A question we need to ask does my spirit bear witness with his spirit that we are the children of God? That's the question. 1 John 2.22, who is a liar? He that denies that Jesus is the Christ. Not Jehovah, Jesus. He is the Christ. John asked a rhetorical question there in that 22nd verse. Who is a liar? He that denies that Jesus is the Christ. Let me go on. He is an antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. He is an antichrist. You are making the most serious error you could possibly make. And I'm fixing to get on something here that's going to hit some of you. And I want you to hear me to the end before you come to any conclusions. Because you see, we're living in a day where the Scripture points, as always, to Jesus the Son and God the Father. But there's a third part of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I want you to notice in all the text of the Bible where Jesus the Father, Jesus the Son is mentioned in the same Scripture, but the Holy Spirit is real and has a purpose but the problem is we some religious people have left Jesus the Son God the Father and our whole theology is the Holy Spirit and it is an absolute embarrassment to the Holy Spirit my dear friend the Holy Spirit is to take us to the Father and the Son not to be worshiped the Holy Spirit is a precious part of the Trinity but he's not the Savior. You don't get Jesus and move up to the Holy Spirit and think you have moved up the spiritual ladder. In Jesus is all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved than Jesus. 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 Jesus is the sweetest name I know. He's just the same. Every day. His holy name is above all else. At his knee, we will bow. 
So we ask that question, does my spirit bear witness with their spirit? You see, again, you can de-emphasize the Son and de-emphasize the Father and magnify the Holy Spirit if you're not careful. You say, well, preacher, I don't get it. Let me make it a little simpler for you. For those of you that watch television, let me make it simple for you because you, have, you can turn off of Sagemont, go anywhere you want to go. I mean, there's more preachers and you say grace over. They're everywhere, 24-7. I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying that there. So if you don't like what you hear, there's plenty of places going here something else. But I'll tell you what you want to look for. Are you listening? Before you write that next check and send your offering to your favorite ministry, you better take note of a couple of things. So would you please listen? I say it in love, but I'm going to say it very firmly. If a person preaches about Jesus, let me tell you what you're going to hear in the Bible lecture, the Bible study, or the sermon. Number one, you're going to hear about salvation. Jesus came to seek and to save those which are lost. That takes preeminence over every theological thing in the Bible. He is the Savior. When you hear hundreds of sermons from preachers and Bible studies from them and they never talk about salvation, watch out. Number two, the cross will be mentioned. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. If a preacher is preaching the gospel, you will hear about the cross. It was at the cross, at the cross, where you first see the light. And the burdens begin to roll away when you've been to the cross. Some preachers never mention it. Because with the cross comes the blood, and we don't want to scare the kids. God help us. Look at the games they play. Look at the movies they watch. You think that blood scares them? But the blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin. But in the contemporary church, you don't preach the blood and the cross, nor do you preach repentance. Nobody wants to come to the church where the preacher keeps talking about repentance because I'd have to change. And you think, I'm going to change. I'm the leader of the bunch. I'm cool. Well, except you repent, you're going to perish. Oh, but you won't hear that from your favorite preacher. You're not going to bring that up. He's not going to talk about, or she, heaven nor hell. And if they do mention uh, uh, heaven, it will be rare, hell never. You only use that word out on the street. That's just kind of common, you know, talk. The resurrection of Jesus. It's not mentioned where the Holy Spirit is the preacher. It's all about the Holy Spirit. Get the Holy Ghost. Get the Holy Spirit. Start using your spiritual gifts and on and on. No, that's not used. The second coming, not mentioned. The blood sacrifice, not mentioned. The virgin birth of Jesus, not mentioned. And sin is certainly not mentioned. That is preaching towards emphasizing the Holy Spirit. And it has nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, not only do they not talk about the Son much, but they don't talk about the Father much. Find how many of them talk about the sovereignty of God. Talk, find out about the Ten Commandments that the Father gave. 
I don't talk about those. Judgment to come. That's theology from the Father. Don't mention that. Don't talk about judgment. They won't send their offerings. They won't listen. They'll go somewhere else. We do not hear about judgment to come. We do not hear about mercy. We do not hear about prophecy. We do not hear about the great power. All power is given to him in heaven and in earth. We don't hear about righteousness, and we don't hear about holiness. But what we do hear about is the Spirit. I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. I've been baptized in the Spirit. That's not the emphasis. Well, let me tell you what my spiritual gift is. You don't have to tell me. You just practice it, and I'll know what it is. Don't tell me you got the gift of teaching. Let me listen to you teach. I'll decide where you got the gift of teaching. <laughs> well, I got the prayer life. You ought to hear my prayer life. I go to the closet at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I just, oh, wait a minute. God bless you. I'm usually asleep at that time. But you see, when you have something that others don't have, you leave the Son, you leave the Father, and you go out to the one who's trying to get you over here. But it doesn't work like you plan. Now, when you remove the Holy Spirit from the Son and the Father, your teaching begins to change. If one denies or refuses to preach Jesus, the Son, and God the Father, the sovereign God, the holy God, and move to the Holy Spirit, what began to happen. When the church decides in this contemporary age, the modern church and tens of thousands of them have made this decision, we're not going to preach what I just talked about. We're going to preach the love of God through the Holy Spirit. Watch out. Let me just give you some ideas. You look for these. Number one, God does not want every sick person healed. It's appointed unto man wants to die. So when you pray in Jesus' name or in the power of the Holy Spirit, I want you to heal. He may heal or he may not heal. And you know what? If you die, you really get healed. Amen? New body. No cancer in heaven. Amen? No car wrecks in heaven. No drunk drivers in heaven. No murders in heaven. No, that's left behind. That's left behind. But when you remove the Holy Spirit from the Son, and then you start teaching Holy Spirit theology instead of Father, Son, and Son theology, this is a mess you get to. Everybody going to get healed. God wants everybody to be wealthy. Oh, you listen. Sure you do. In fact, you send your money there. Just send your money to my ministry, and you're going to get rich. You'll have a private jet, too, one day. All you got to do is just keep those cards and letters coming in. And we're going to pray over all of them. And we're going to pray, thank you, God, thank you. That's wonderful. Oh, but that's the number one program, folks. That's where everybody wants to go, because God wants everybody to get well and everybody to get wealthy. Bad theology. From the Father and the Son. He speaks just the opposite. It is appointed unto man once to die. Yeah. Be sure your sins will find you out. 
You rob God of your tithes and offerings, and God will take care of the situation. But get your theology right. Here's another thing. Are you ready? God doesn't care about your holiness. God just loves sinners. But have a good time. Have a good time. We want the church to be joy, 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 joy. Come in here and hoppy, 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 and praise the Lord and go home and say, wasn't that good? Almost as good as the Friday night concert down at the hall. Not quite getting there, though. They're just working on it a little bit. But you know what? God wants us to be holy and not happy. He wants us to be holy, not happy. Let me give you something else. Obedience to the Word of God is not necessary as long as you just learn to praise God in the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my dear friend, don't make God a mockery. Don't you praise him one minute and deny him the next and think he doesn't know. The Bible says, come out from among that and be separate. Touch not the unclean thing. Walk with me in the power of my might. And when you fall, I will pick you up. And I will set you on the solid rock. And the solid rock is not the Holy Spirit. It is Jesus Christ and him alone. I gave you another one. And you can go check your favorite preacher's outline. Feeling is more important than obedience. There's nothing in the Bible that tells you you're supposed to feel good. We're to do right on purpose. We are to walk with God, and if he slays me, I'm to trust him. That's what those martyrs are all about. I just came from the seminary this week, and there's a whole hall of the martyrs that died with our Southern Baptist missionaries all over the world that died on the mission field. And you know what? If they could come back, they'd go right back over there and try to reach some people they had not reached before. But that's following Jesus. That's following his commandment to go into the uttermost parts of the earth. Here's another false theology. God doesn't expect us to be perfect. Oh, yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. Uh-oh, I messed that one up. I did too. But the blood of Jesus is what makes me holy. If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. But you know what? When I'm confessing, I'm confessing and I'm repenting at the same time. I'm not confessing, saying, thank you, Lord, I'll see you next Saturday night. I'll see you next week. No, 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 no. It's repentance. It's repentance. It's repentance. It's repentance. Thank God for the Father and thank God for the Son. Let me give you the last one. This is what you look for. Check, check them out. Check them out before you write the next check. I'm telling you, check them out. One speaks more of the manifestations and the gifts of the Holy Spirit than they speak of the gift of eternal life through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I challenge you to refute that statement and bring me the tapes and let me listen and watch with you. For every one time the blood is mentioned, there'll be a hundred times of the other. And you can't do that, folks. 
and be a child of God. You, you'll never get away from the cross. You'll never let anybody convince you they got more to offer you than the blood of Jesus. One drop of his royal red blood would have saved all of us, but he shed it all in order that he could nail it down for sure. And thank God, three days later, he arose, he arose. Hallelujah, Jesus arose from the grave. My hope is built on that, that he is alive. Thank God the Holy Spirit is alive. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that convicts. Thanks God for the Holy Spirit that comforts. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that is here to give us power over the evil one. But don't embarrass the Holy Spirit by putting him above the Father and the Son. That is my message today. Because if that happens, you will have been deceived. And you will be living in deception. So would you? Carefully, carefully. 1 John 2, 23 Whosoever denies the Son, the same has not the Father. You get Jesus, you get the Father, and you get the Holy Spirit. Don't you go looking for the Holy Spirit. If you got Jesus and you got the Father, you got it. But don't you expect it to do the stuff that you've always wanted Santa Claus to bring you. He's not a divine Santa Claus. There's a purpose for us being here. For those of you that are guests, this church started almost 52 years ago. I will make this statement, and you can challenge it. But there's not another mega church in the country where more people have been saved and baptized than came by letter and statement from another church because they were looking for a new church home. Our emphasis is not on moving believers around. Our emphasis is on lifting up Jesus and bringing lost people to him. I will go to the convention next week of Texas Baptists, and one half of our churches last year did not baptize one single person, not one. There were only two churches in Houston that baptized more than Sagemont last year, and they have multiple campuses. The point is this, not to brag on Sagemont, to brag on Jesus. If I be lifted up, I will point all people to him, to him to him and for those of you that watch us by television we're not we don't emphasize feeling good I'll tell you how you feel good let Jesus take over your life and you'll have something that money can't buy and death cannot take away from you but whenever pride begins to radiate in your life Proverbs 16 18 says pride goes before the fall Proverbs 6 16 a proud look God hates when that begins to come up because of your spirit-filled life, be careful. When someone claims to have a special personal revelation from God and wants to share it with you, be careful. If the Bible doesn't back it up, you better stick with the Bible. When a person is not accountable for anything or anyone but God, watch out. Watch out. When the person is not accountable to God, they're in trouble. God holds us accountable, not people. But watch those folks. When they begin to emphasize and say, but I don't have responsibility with the bride of Christ. I don't have responsibility with the Father. I just have the Holy Spirit. That's what you have to be watched. Don't just say, I'm just responsible to the Holy Spirit. I'm just responsible for something. No, we're responsible for each other. We're to be an example one to another. When your personal morals and character doesn't stand up to what you, what you say you believe, be careful. 
when you make yourself totally, totally unavailable to people that need help, be careful. There's a lot of people need help in Houston right now. A lot of people. Thousands of people have lost everything. Let the church be the church. Let the people rejoice. Let God be lifted up, and he will bring others to him. Another thing that, that I want to put before you before I close is to be careful. If you give to any organization that's, that does not make their financial records available, you to investigate, you better be careful. You better be careful for those that say send in all their money to do this and do this and do this and do this if they set their own salaries. Be careful. Be careful. And you want me to give my final one? When the big time preacher, teacher is not a faithful member of a local Bible-believing, spirit-fed and spirit-led church, be careful. Jesus is coming back for his church. Nobody gets so much in their own ministry they don't have a local church home. And they don't serve in their church. They don't give to their church. They don't attend their church. They don't do anything but their ministry and take an offering. Be careful. Be careful. That's not of God. The just shall live by faith. God holds us accountable as an organization and as individuals. And so I close with these scriptures. John 2.26. These things have I written unto... 1 John 2.26. These things have I written unto you concerning those who try to deceive you. That's what I've just preached to you. 1 John 2.29. If you know that he is righteous... You know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. That's the real thing. Sinners saved by grace. Washed in the blood of the Lamb. Came because they were willing to turn around and repent and walk with God. A book was written several years ago. I'm okay, you're okay. Must have been good. They sold 15 million copies. Written in nine different languages, by the way. I'm okay, you're okay. But let me just tell you, I'm not okay. And you're not okay. But I know one, but I mean, but that's okay. <laughs> because I know one who is okay. And you know what his name is? What is his name? What? Jesus. Jesus, right? 